Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Sounds like y'all can hear me loud and clear. I, I'm with Duncan this morning. He had mentioned maybe everybody celebrated Thanksgiving so much <laughs> that we're running low in our, our thankfulness, maybe. And uh, I don't know if it's low on thankfulness, maybe energy, right? So, um, and John said it right. I, I think I've learned my lesson this, preparing three messages in one week. That's, that's like, that's, that's pretty good. You're getting your money's worth this week. So, um, pray for me and uh, that, I, that I speak clearly today. Um, just uh, hopefully it won't be like after Thanksgiving at Emil's house. Um, we had planned to visit multiple friends that evening, but after we had turkey and all, and all the good stuff, like I found myself on the floor with two labs, and I passed out completely. <laughs> and, and I heard some people making fun of me in the other room, but that's fine. I slept, so they can make fun of me all they want. Um, I hope you guys had some rest this week. And uh, it's my honor to be standing in front of you today. Um, I prayed a ton before the, the uh, Wednesday night Thanksgiving Eve service, and I, I shared with some of the pastors there that I've been praying, you know, for the Church of Kodiak, and I've said that to you so many times, right? Uh, but to be able to stand in front of men and women, brothers and sisters who love, love God and love this community, and to say, we're going to do whatever we need to do, right, to share the hope that we have um, with everyone in our area, and I, and I want to say in Kodiak, and I'm hoping that the ripples, you know, ripple throughout Alaska. And I don't know what that means, and I've scared you a little bit with that vision, um, but keep praying. These guys love one another, truly. So today we're, we're sharing the hope that we have. And I'm so thankful that we get to stand and, and look at each other and actually say, you know what, we do have hope. In the midst of a time when sometimes um, it seems like they, that it is dark, or times that we're grieving loved ones, even now today, um, that this season, this season is a season of thanks, of hope. So we, for the next four Sundays, including today, we'll be working through um, the words, the messages of Advent. Hope, faith, peace, and joy. And that's what I'd like to share with you guys today. So in your, in your sermon, um, your bulletins, you'll have sermon notes, Micah, Five, two through five is where we'll spend a little bit of our time this morning. So you can pull out your sermon notes or turn in your Bible. Um, but the first thing I want to start with is how cool is it that just a little more than 2,000 years ago, hope was born? Like, think about that for a minute. What, what's today's date? December 1st, 2019. How cool is that that it, our date is 2019? And we'll get into the significance of that in a minute, but, but let me just hint towards it. Just a little more than 2,000 years ago, hope was born. And we know what that hope is. Most of us do, right? So let's count back and go back to more than 2,000 years ago. And let's actually, before that, before hope was born, let's, let's hear from some of the prophets who talk about the hope that was coming. So Micah 5, 2 through 5, and uh, I just gave you a little hint there. I was trying not to give it all away, so forgive me for, for leaving you hanging on that, but we'll come back to it. Let me read Micah 5, 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she was in labor, has given birth. The rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. 
and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure from now he, for now he shall be great, to the ends of the earth, and here's the cool part, and he shall be their peace. This was, there were several prophets in the Bible, and we'll be looking at Micah and a little bit Isaiah today. And the, the whole reason why we celebrate Advent, especially this first week, this hope, is from these prophets. It's a nod towards the prophets saying, hey, I know you're waiting for a king. I know you're waiting for a savior. I know you want peace and joy in these very troubled times. And that peace and joy is coming. That hope is coming. More than 2,000 years ago, hope was born. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came um, as a baby. Our Savior came to the world. He became humanity for us. He gave us the hope of salvation. And so we're celebrating two things. We're having hope in two things in the birth of a Savior. That's what we'll be talking about for the next four weeks or three weeks now. But we're also putting our hope in that second day, the return of Christ that's coming. And my question this morning is, how real is your hope in that return of Christ? Like, how real... And I always ask this question, right? When you get up in the morning, like, like are you thinking, like, literally today could be the day that Christ return? Is our hope or our calendars, and I think that's what the Christmas season is all about. Like, I think that's, you know, as we're leading up, we're just past Thanksgiving, and, I, and we're jumping right in, right? We're like, man, let's just celebrate Thanksgiving for a little bit. <laughs> and I think we can. But let's be thankful in this first thing, in the hope that we have. So right now, as, as we're celebrating, we have Thanksgiving hangovers. Like how, put, put a number on your hope today, right? So is, my, is your hope right now in humanity, is your hope in our King Christ, is it, is it 10 out of 10? Or are you like, you know what, I just woke up this morning and I had a, I had a fresh cup of coffee and that's about as good as I'm going to get for right now. So I, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Where are we putting our hope? The coming of Christ gives us hope, faith, joy, and peace. Um, the first coming of Christ, and we'll be talking about that today and probably even more next week, is, is about a baby and a king and what that means for God to send himself to become one of us, to be 100% man, 100% God, and to walk among us. And the second, the second um, coming of Christ that we look forward to is hope and about a judgment. So the coming of Christ, so this is what Advent's all about. It's a call for us Christians to prepare. It's really simple. Just as we're, so what, how many, how many of us are arranging our schedules right now around the next 24 days, right? Dinners and presents and shopping and trees. And we got our tree, by the way, from the Dorman Christmas tree farm. And uh, it was actually kind of fantastic. Um, got to cut our own Christmas tree down with, with uh, Chloe and, and her boyfriend um, up from Texas. He's back now. And um, I got to show off my tree cutting skills, right? I'm thankful that the blade was sharp. Uh, the ground was wet, so I was trying not to kneel down into the, into the mud with my, with my nice pants. I, I didn't think that one through. And so I, so I woke up the next day, like, leaning over like this and couldn't stand up straight. So, but we do have our Christmas tree up. But the point is, is like we're all arranging our homes right now. We're all arranging our plans from f travel plans, flights, and, and making room. 
You know, some of us are making room, clearing out our kids' rooms. You know, they're away for college, and we're clearing those things out so that they can stay in their own beds again. You know, there's no room for them right now. Advent is about preparing and making room. Um, first, about the Christ who came as king and a baby. That's what we'll be celebrating in 24 days. But also, it's for the second coming of Christ, too. I'd say, let's not miss out on that. I think, I think a lot of our community gets into the celebrating and the gift-giving. and the, but, but let's say both and this Christmas. Let's say both and. Let's celebrate the Savior in which he came, but it's all, let's also celebrate the day that we're going to see him riding in the clouds, right? And that's, maybe we can make the Christmas, the Christmas Jesus this year the one with flames coming out of his mouth and the, and the white horse. Like, no, no, we're not ready for that yet. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody's like, really? Like, that's terrible. Forgive me. It's a, it's a call to prepare for the arrival of Jesus. It's a call to worship. Advent is meant to be a time of, of contemplating the reality of God. Like my favorite thing to say, the thing that I shared on Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve, was my prayer is that every single person on the island of Kodiak gets multiple opportunities to hear about the reality of, the life-changing reality of Jesus Christ. Because that's what it's all about. You know, it's not just about his name, because even he gives us that warning, you, you declared things in my name. Like you did things in my name, but I didn't know you. I'm hoping that we go a little bit further and say, he, his reality is life-changing. The birth that we celebrate during Christmas is life-changing. And the second coming will be obviously life-changing. It underscores the significance of Christmas. That's, that's what Advent is all about. So today is about hope. So check out in the bottom of your sermon notes. This is, this, is the, this is the part that I was trying not to give away. There's a timeline there. And I actually updated that timeline this morning, and I'll show it to you next week. Um, but how cool is it that regardless of whether you believe in Jesus, right? Like this is the cool part. When you're walking around in the community, ask, ask people what, what the date is. Today's December 1st, 2019. What does that 2019 represent? So let's count back 2,000 years. Right here in your sermon notes, year one, and this was, this was given to us um, A.D., so year one A.D. is Anno Domini. That means Latin, it's a Latin term for year of our Lord. How cool is that? Year one is the year of our Lord. And if you, and it's a little bit, so back then they had their math almost perfect, so they didn't even have zero back then. Did you guys, I, I read that this week, I thought that was cool. They didn't discover zero yet in math until later. So the, the monk that gave us this Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, was off about four years or so for the year of Christ. So you can add four or five years to it and actually have the time of Christ. But let's just say to keep it simple, let's go back to year one, the year of our Lord. So every time we give a date, every time we put a date on something, whether we believe in Christ or not, what are we doing? Like, we're declaring the year of our Lord. Like, I don't think that's an accident. I love that this monk actually, like, took the time to present, um, I believe it was 525 A.D. This, his name was Dionysus Exegus, and he said, we need to mark this as a significant event in history 
the day that hope came alive. So that all generations, so that you and I, 2019 years later, will point back and say that was the year of our Lord. Like, I love that fact. That's just the fun rabbit trail fact that, that I wanted to go through today. So hope. We're spending most of our time with the prophets this morning. Micah, Isaiah, they all, they all declared the hope the kingdom would come. The Israelites, the Jewish people, were hoping for a king. They were praying for a king. And they were desperate to see a good king come. And they went through several terrible kings, right? <laughs> through many years. But these prophets always said, but, but wait, the real king is coming. Year one, Jesus was born. We get hope. Isaiah 7 and 14, 7, 14 in your notes says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. This is Isaiah the prophet prophesying about um, the Virgin Mary giving birth to the true king. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. From the Hebrew name Emmanuel, that translates God with us. So year one, we get to see the true king. The king that became 100% man, 100% God, came flesh as a baby to live with us, to be God with us. And what's cool and significant about that, what I got excited about that is he came as a baby. Like he came, he came as something that is the most lovable, the most adorable, the most approachable, right? Like, and he, and he came as one of us. And I was actually having a hard time. And so some of you men or, or moms or dads in the room or, or maybe those of you without kids have a hard time sometimes wrapping our heads around this, right? The, the whole baby thing. And right outside my door this morning, um, I hear Chavin talking with, with friends, and, I'm, and they're trying to tell him, so, so uh, you know, moms are trying to tell him what that moment is like, like when the baby is first born. Do you guys remember that? The moment, and I was, I was trying to describe the day that Blake was born our first, right? And all three of our kids, they're all three amazing, all three incredible experiences. But I remember, I kind of felt a little strange. I'll just share with you, like, I didn't have the warm and fuzzy feelings, like the whole pregnancy. I, I was probably so stressed about being a good dad and getting it right and, you know, providing and all of those things. But the moment, the second Blake was born, it was like this miracle happened. Like it, you know, it, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this kid has all of my heart, like all of it, times a thousand, and I can't describe it, right? And then what's a parent's worst fear when the second one comes along and you're hoping you love the second one as much as the first one? Because <laughs> you're like, I don't know how that's possible. And then it happens again. You're like, I actually love both of these people like tremendously. And I've, and I've just begun to get to know them. So I'm trying to describe that to you to talk about Jesus coming as a baby. Like it's, it's indescribable the um, the feeling of joy, the hope, the peace, the love that just flows through you when you receive that gift. Jesus was 100% God, 100% man. He arrived as a baby. He came because of God's love. And kind of what we're talking about today, what the prophets were trying to declare to all the people that were just wanting a king, wanting hope, 
They said, you can have hope because God has promised you a king. Jesus came as a promise kept. So I'm going to put my glasses on because I'm seeing like four letters in one right now. Okay, Isaiah 40, 9 through 11. It's in your sermon notes. So the prophet Isaiah, here's what he says. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Let me read that last part again. It's my favorite prayer, actually. Um, You'll hear me say it, and it's, Father, wrap your arms around them. You know, in times of, you know, Holly's sister um, who just passed, my, my prayer is always, Father, wrap your arms around them. Because he's there. You know, when we have a newborn coming into the, into the world, it's Father, wrap your arms around them. Because he's there. And I, I, these, these last, this last scripture jumps out at me. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. That's, for me, that's a picture of hope in the sense that we have a father that loves us way more than we know. And I think every single one of us needs to hear that at times, that, that God, do you really love me? Or God, I need someone who loves me completely just as I am, right where I am. And I, when I read scriptures like this, I think, God, there is hope. We do have a Father that loves us completely, and He wraps His arms around us in a very real way. So Matthew 1, through 25 says, All this took place to fulfill... What the Lord has spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So God arrived as, as Jesus, arrived as Christ as a baby and a king. And that's so counterintuitive to us, you know. I think, one, because we, we didn't live back in that day where we experienced what kings were like from, that fam- from bloodlines and families. And we certainly don't know what that's like today in America. We, we, even our presidents don't get the honor and respect like, we di- like they did back in the old day, and, and maybe they don't deserve it. But they deserve our prayers, right? God arrived as Christ and as a baby and as a king to model humility. So Advent today, as we celebrate hope, it's a celebration that means coming or arriving. So Christ has come, and He is coming. And we can have hope in that. So today I'll, I'll take some time, and Josh and I were trying to figure out which one of us gets the honor of lighting the, the Advent candle. Next week I think I'll, I'll pick on one of you guys, but... Um, But I'll light the candle, and if you don't mind, I'd love to take a moment and just pray. And I don't know where you are today with your hope in Christ or with your hope in 
and what God is doing to redeem humanity. Or maybe this last part, in your hope and what is my part in sharing the good news of Christ. But as I light this candle of hope, and I'll, I'll give a moment of silence and then pray, I'd like you just to say, God, just reveal what you have for me. Just reveal who your son is, who you sent him to be as the baby, and who you're sending him to be the second time. Just reveal the hope that I can have in him. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you that you're present here with us today. I thank you that your spirit is well and alive in this community, in our brothers and sisters here before us. God, I thank you this, this message of hope is so very simple. And Father, I, right now I just pray against the distractedness that comes upon us during the holidays. Father, I, I, I ask that you fill us up completely and fill all of our expectations. God, that you speak to each one of us individually and let us know that your plan is at work and it is happening and the first part is done, that we have a Savior, that Jesus came and made himself real, 100% God and 100% man in the form of a baby. God, give us, give us your hope because of that gift this Christmas. And Father, just prepare our hearts as we look to the second coming, as we look to the return of Christ, Father. But speak to us today, as I always ask, wrap your arms around each of us and thank you for filling us with hope. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I, I work towards the end of this message, we'll prepare for communion. And this is such a cool part, so I'll ask the communion team to come on up and get ready. Um, this is a cool part after Thanksgiving to just take a moment. For those of us who have accepted Christ and are in this family of believers, this is a special moment where we get to remember not the, not the baby of Christ, but the full man of Christ who gave him his life as a sacrifice for us. As we take communion together, think about we remember Christ to point the way. We remember Christ so that we can prepare our hearts. And we remember Christ today so that we can share others the hope that we have. will you bless the bread for us. Father God, as we come to the table, we thank you for your sacrifice and mm -hmm. we remember what you did for us. Mm -hmm. As we anticipate the arrival of you as a baby, Lord, Father, let us not forget that, um, that there was promises kept, mm -hmm. prophecies fulfilled, and that we are part of a plan, Lord, to spread this grace throughout the nations. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
So we gather together as family and as believers, and as we prepare our hearts and minds for Christmas and celebrate the birth of Christ, we also today, um, as, he, as he told his disciples, to do this in remembrance of me until I come again. And so we take the, bot, we take the bread, which represents his body that was broken for us. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for the cup that represents your blood. And Father, we thank you for the sacrifice, the blood that was shed for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
I'm so thankful to stand in front of family this morning and remember Christ's gift for us. Um, because of Christ, we have hope. And because of the blood that he shed for us, because of his sacrifice, um, I'm thankful that we will be able to have eternal life. And as we drink this cup, remember it's his blood shed for us. If you guys join me in prayer. Father, I thank you for this symbol of hope that we have today. I thank you for your sacrifice. God, for the brothers and sisters and family that we have today together, where we can can come together and remember you. Um, Father, and I am so thankful for this season of hope um, that you decided to send your son as a baby, as a king, Uh, Father, you could have done it so many different ways, um, but I am so grateful that you chose um, to send us um, your son in a baby's form so that we would be drawn to him, to love him, to accept him in our lives. And Father, we thank you ultimately for his sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm so thankful for you guys. And we, we, we ended our service a little bit differently today, um, but that's because someone has prepared a feast for us uh, downstairs, a meal. So I, I want to invite you guys to just fellowship. Um, I'm so thankful to see family and friends here today and smiling faces. Um, and I just pray for peace and rest and hope and joy for you guys in this season. Um, I pray today, if you leave here, and just remember this one thing, that we can have hope no matter what's going on, that we can take hope and peace into our community, into our daily lives. We just have to choose to see him and all that he's doing and ask um, and thank him for letting us be a part of it. Love you guys. And um, you are dismissed. In Jesus' name, have a great day.